Welcome to the Healing Courageously podcast, where we engage in open, honest, and healthy conversation about everything from addiction, abuse, and recovery to marriage, family, and spirituality. We hope you find this podcast helpful. Our goal is that you will find a new way of living as you look closer at yourself in these areas of your life, which will lead to a happier and healthier you. Now here's your host, Randy Boyd. Greetings and welcome to this episode of Healing Courageously. On this episode, we're going to talk about the mustard seed. We're going to talk about the mustard seed. It's the parable of the mustard seed and some added scriptures and um, a pretty good excerpt from my book by Dr. Alan Berger that I'm going to refer to as well. So, first of all, the uh, the parable of the mustard seed, which is in Matthew 13, or yeah, Matthew 13, 31 to 32, and simply reads, he told them another parable. The kingdom of heaven is like a mustard seed, which a man took and planted in his field. And though it is the smallest of all seeds, yet when it grows, it is the largest of garden plants and becomes a tree, so that the birds come and perch in its branches. That's well, pretty amazing that that mustard, I don't know if you've really seen a mustard plant in the wild out in the, in the fields, but the little birds, they, they just love to sit in them, the finches, the sparrows, nothing big can sit in them. They love the seeds that come from them. It's a nice, pretty yellow flower that comes on the mustard plant as well. If you go into Matthew seventeen twenty further in the book, it talks about the mustard seed again. And it's with a doubter that Jesus is talking to. And he says, um, because you have so little faith. And truly, I tell you, if you have faith as, a, as small as a mustard seed, You can say to this mountain, move from here to there, and it will move. Nothing will be impossible for you. So, you know, when when I first read this, it's like, well, only God can move a physical mountain. But I believe that we all have mountains in our life that are in front of us that are causing us grief, causing us pain, causing us sorrow. And sometimes they're like, they seem like they're insurmountable mountains. Will I ever be able to get over this hump? Will I ever be able to get over this hill? I mean, with the alcoholism that I have, will I ever get through the, you know, where I won't ever have to drink again? When I had the affair, and I and my wife was gracious enough, by the grace of God, to allow me back in, in, in her life, was I ever really going to be able to redeem myself with my wife for that? There's a lot of a lot of mountains that we have in our in our life every day that we can, with the faith of a mustard seed, and with the help of God, we can move, and we can literally move to the point to where they're no longer in our lives. And, and the good thing about that, like for instance, in my marriage, my wife and I are really blessed, and that that mountain of the affair, which is is the end to a lot of marriages, and I understand that fully. Like I say, it's by the grace of God that that I still have her in my life. She's a wonderful woman. But not once 
And that, that affair happened in 2004, so 17 years ago. Not once in that 17 years has my wife ever thrown that affair in my face. And she had her own, own, own mountain to overcome in that she had the faith in the mustard seed with her too because the one thing, the best advice my therapist gave us, and I would I give to all the couples that we mentor, is that she told me, Randy, if your wife wants to sit down and talk about this affair, you need to let her talk about it. You did it to her. It's because of your actions that you caused this pain. And she's got a lot of questions, and she's your wife. And so I, I did that, and it was painful, right? But at that point, I had my own mountain to overcome, and I could have piled on top of that, correct? I mean, I could have kept piling crap on top of that by just telling her to get over it, you know, what's a big deal, I'm back at home. And that would have just piled more and more uh, untrust on, on, on her mountain. But instead, I let her talk. And she never once, she never once, through to my face, she asked me questions. And they were legitimate questions that I was able to answer for. So I was able to help her overcome the mountain that she faced that I had created in front of her. And like I said, that was 17 years ago. So again, it says, if you have, if you have um, truly I tell you, if you have faith as small as a mustard seed, Go get a mustard seed and put a little package to carry it around. I mean, it's no bigger than a pinhead. If you have that little faith, you can you can say to this mountain, move move from here to there, and it will move. Nothing will be impossible for you. Okay. Now you got to remember that's metaphorically moving a mountain. But there there's a caveat to that. And if you go down to James one six, go down to James one six, and here's caveat. James 1.6, it says, Let him ask in faith with no doubting. With no doubting. So you can have the faith of that mustard seed, but if there's an ounce of doubt or a pinch of doubt in that mustard seed, okay, it's, it's not going to happen. For he who doubts is like a wave of the sea driven and tossed by the wind. For let not man not for let not that man suppose that he will receive anything from the Lord. He is a double-minded man, unstable in all his ways. And I, and I understand faith and how hard it is with faith. I, I talk all the time on my radio show about either God is everything or God is nothing. There's no in between. And I think that that has to be rooted in our in our heart before the faith can really be there. And then again, faith faith comes from that belief. But as I look back on my life, I gain my faith when I look at what God did for me when I was running and gunning. The times that I thought he wasn't there for me, he was always there for me. So we have to have that faith without no doubt. Okay? We're human beings. We're going to doubt. But can you honestly and truly say, beyond a shadow of a doubt, that you can have that mustard seed faith with not even a pinch of doubt in your mind? Maybe you can. And if you can, man, praise God. All right? Because I know for myself, 
doubt creeps in, especially growing up the way I grew up in an abusive home. And, I, and there's a lot of people out there the same way. I hear them all the time. But, you know, why am I praying? Well, you know, I, I pray. I pray for this. I pray for that. And I, and I think what happens is that, yeah, you want to believe it. You want to have the faith. But there's an important part of a prayer, of the prayer that I actually learned in Alcoholics Anonymous, and I was just talking with my other pastor, over at Destiny Church, Pastor Nate. And it says, but, you know, in AA, we always enter our prayers with thy will be done, not mine. We have to remember that we can have all the faith in the world. And God knows it. He knows our heart. Now, I think even there's a little doubt, God knows our heart. So even if we have that faith, right, and, and it doesn't work out, or let's say you're believing for a miraculous healing in somebody, uh, that's got cancer or was maybe in a bad accident and their prognosis is like really bad, grave almost. And it doesn't, and it doesn't happen. They pass away. Well, it's number one. Yeah. Your will wasn't done. Understandably, that's extremely painful. I lost my dad when I was 12. But remember that either God is everything or God is nothing. And God has a plan for each and every one of us. He's already got our name written in the book that Randy Boyd's going to die on this day. And I, there's, there's, I, I can tell you right now from firsthand experience in 1972, when that happens to you, there's no wait time, time out, God. I'm, I'm not ready to go. Sorry, God, I'm not. The only reason I'm here is because God... Intervene with me on that accident. I was there. I was on the other side. I was in the light. Peace and serenity beyond, compre beyond comprehension. And all my pain, and excruciating pain was gone. And then God woke me up and gave me very specific directions on what I had to do. But when it happens, it happens that fast. And I just pray that when it happens for anybody, because it's inevitable, that it does happen that fast, and you don't have to suffer. Cancer, I watched my, my father for a year die. I was 12 years old. Cancer is ugly. My wife's, died, my wife's mother died of a massive heart attack. And she went, she didn't even know, she didn't even know what happened. But my, my dad suffered, and this is back in 1969 when, they didn't have all the stuff that they have now, so all they could do is keep them, keep them uh, pain-free with morphine. So we have to have that faith. I read out of the James Maxwell Bible, it's my favorite Bible, the Leadership Bible, um, because and the reason it's my favorite Bible is because it really you got the scripture, and then generally on every page with the scripture, right? They have boxes to explaining stuff. And I, and I like this one. It's going to refer, everything is referring around the mustard seed and how it grows. Okay. And in 2 Peter, it's, it's verse, it's one, chapter 1, verses 1 through 8. He has a law of empowerment. God gave us all we need in a seal, in, in a seed. So God gave us all we need in a seed. So what I want to do is I want to read this box and then. A little, maybe a little commentary. But then I'm going to jump over to read this excerpt from my box, and you'll see the correlation when it happens. Okay, it, it's it's unbelievable. Um, I just ran across this, and it's like, wow, this is pretty good. And um, Alan Berger is actually from a, um, 
It's actually taken from Karen Horney, a longtime psychologist, really good psychologist, and Alan Berger took it and really did a good presentation with it, and it's in my book, and he's given me permission to use it whenever I need to to use it. So here's here's what the uh, what the box reads. I'm just going to read it right out of the box. It says, Second uh, Peter emphasizes God's empowerment of his people. Like all good leaders, God equips us with everything we need to do what he calls us to do. Okay? Now, remember John Maxwell's his Bibles are leadership Bibles. So there's a lot about leadership. And leadership could be in your home, in your class, wherever it is. But if you're searching for a Bible, I highly recommend John Maxwell's leadership Bibles. It's just got everything in there that a potential leader and leaders need. Um, so it, it's he, he like all like all good leaders, God equips us with everything we need to do what he calls us to do. Peter tells us that God granted to us all things that pertain to life and godliness. Second Peter, that's Second Peter thirteen. God's divine power was granted has granted us his divine nature. That's in, in verse one three. And we participate in this divine nature by laying hold of his divine promises, which is in 1.4. We cooperate with him by developing ourselves. So we're developing with God by developing ourselves. We exercise our new nature by being diligent. We are to add virtue to our faith, then knowledge, self-control, perseverance, godliness, and brotherly kindness, and finally, love. When we have gone through this sequence of character development, we define nature, the divine nature has matured in us. Okay, so that gives you some steps right there uh, to go through. And it's listed in, in 1 Peter, First Peter 1, 3, 4, all the way 1, 3 through uh, 8. Okay. And it says at the bottom, it says, Jesus said the process, of, the process works like a mustard seed. I'll refer back to 13, 31, and 32. The seed is planted, and although it is essentially present, it is very small. As it grows, it becomes large and, and helpful. The seeds are complete, but undeveloped. So inside a seed, it's got all the DNA and everything that mustard seed needs to be a mustard plant. Seeds are complete but undeveloped. In the same way, God has planted within us all, I'm sorry, God has planted within us all we need. But these resources require time and growth before they become visible to others. So God knew us before we were even born. He knew the plans he had for us before we were even born. He's got it. And everything in us, everything we need is within us. He's provided that, whether it's through uh, life lessons, whether it's through general knowledge, or whether it's through schooling, whatever it is, God provides us with everything we need to fulfill His calling on our life. Okay? But it has to be nurtured. So I'm going to go over an excerpt out of my book, Healing the Wounded Child Within, from, from Alan. Ellen Berger right now, okay, and I'm going to, this gets gets a little more detail, what, this is the spiritual part, and it directly correlates with this part about an acorn, okay, it says, we are each born with a true self, we're born a child of God, 
which is like an acorn. Okay? Like I said, we, God gives everything inside of us that we need, just like an acorn has everything inside of it to become an acorn tree. I, I mean, oak tree. The DNA of the acorn has all the programming necessary to grow into an oak tree. Yes, it will be like other oak trees, but it will also be unique. According to Dr. Karen Horney, one of the unheralded geniuses in psychology, you need not, and in fact cannot, teach an acorn to grow into the oak tree. But when given a chance, its intrinsic potentialities will develop. Just like the acorn that is genetically programmed to become a unique oak tree, we are programmed to become our true self. So you can imagine, God's a program an acorn, and, you know, to be an oak, mighty oak tree. So if he's doing that for an oak tree, imagine what he's going to do for us. Okay? So it's all, it's all in us. It's all in us. An acorn cannot reach its true potential unless it grows in a nurturing environment and climate, which have, which have to provide certain critical elements. There needs to be an adequate amount of sunlight and water. The soil needs to contain certain nutrients. If these nutrients, if these nutrient conditions are adequately met, then the acorn will eventually become what is what it is destined to be, a beautiful oak tree with a set of unique qualities and characteristics. However, acorn cannot help. However, the developing acorn cannot be exposed to harsh conditions until it is well-rooted and, and has matured to a certain point. I grew up in Dana Point, and up on, up on the hill there's a water tower up on Golden Lantern. It was across the street from uh, Danny Hills High School. I, I, don't, I think they cut it down. There was a big controversy about it. But I think about that oak tree because it was up exposed to all elements of the weather. So that oak tree, first of all, has to be planted in that fertile soil. And it can't be planted in rocky soil. Okay, It's got to be planted in fertile soil so that when its roots start growing, it, it can grow down into the ground and spread out. Okay, So that it can withstand from being a sapling, being, you know, just say from infant, in the teenage years, it can, it can withstand those mighty winds that would blow, the coastal winds that would blow up there. And there's times it would blow pretty hard. It could, it, could take, it could take the wind coming at it without snapping. And as it grew like this, it was experiencing and getting stronger, kind of like us, as, as we, in our spiritual growth or our recovery growth or whatever, the more we work and, and, and face adversity, as we grow, the stronger we become. But we couldn't do that if we didn't have a good foundation. Now, I'll get into that in a minute. But this oak tree is so much like us. That oak tree was beautiful. I, I would say it was well over 100 years old by the time. This, I think when they cut it down, I, I'm pretty sure it was well over 100 years old. Beautiful, big, thick, solid oak tree. Which it spread out, had, had a big, wide girth around it. Beautiful tree. And it only got that way because it was in its prime nutrient conditions. 
it was right where it needed to be. Good soil, good nutrients, good water. And it was able to face the harshest of weather because of it. So like the acorn, we have basic needs that must be satisfied for us to thrive. We need shelter. We need food. We need water. We need a secure and warm attachment. And that that will provide us with love and nurturing. Okay? We need to be seen and celebrated. We need intellectual and spiritual stimulation. We need encouragement and empathy. And most importantly, we need to be protected from our traumas or abuse. We also need a certain amount of healthy friction with the wishes and wills of others. We do have expectations placed upon us. But these expectations can't be beyond our reach. If these conditions are adequately met, we will develop an inner security and an inner freedom that enables us to be responsible to our own feelings and express ourselves according to who we really are. We will be able to support ourselves and stand up for ourselves. We will grow along spiritual lines. Means it with us. And this is so true. Unfortunately, this rarely happens. We have we need a secure and warm attachment. And, and I think what happens is this is that most of us grow up, especially here in the United States, I'm, I'm not saying all, I'm saying most, with shelter. We grow up with food and we grow up with water and we grow up with clothes. And for a lot of parents, they feel that's their job and that's all they got to do. They don't give them secure and warm attachment. They don't provide love and nurturing. I know I certainly didn't get it. We need to be seen and celebrated. I was everything but seen and I was never celebrated. And I've talked to lots and lots and lots and lots, countless people that are in the same boat. And I think most of, there's a lot of us in the world today, in the United States today, that are the same thing. See, and we need, we need, we need intellectual and spiritual stimulation. We don't need to be put down and kicked while we're down if we have four A's and a D on a report card. That, that's ridiculous that we, that we do that. We need to celebrate. We need to be celebrated for the four A's. That's what we should be focused on, the four A's. Yeah, we want to talk about the D. Absolutely. I'm not going to argue that point. We want to talk about it. We want to sit down with our children and say, hey, I know how hard you studied. I, I know that you really put a lot of time into this class, and I know how difficult it was for you. So what, why don't you and I sit down, and let's figure out what we can do to bring that grade from a D up to C. Let's not push for the A. These other four classes, man, I'm so proud of you. 
We're going to celebrate those four A's. And we're going to work on bringing this D up to the C, and I'll do whatever I can as your, as your parent to help you. None of us had that. And I think none is the wrong word. A lot of us never had that. Okay? So we have, like, like God has put everything in us that we need to be successful. And I'm not talking financially successful or business-wise successful. Too many people focus on that. that. That's a bonus, and that's okay. God has put everything in us that we need to fulfill His calling. And yeah, sometimes it's painful. I went through all that abuse. I lost my father when I was 12. I went through five years of terrible abuse. And then I abused myself with drugs and alcohol for 30-some years after that. But I learned from it all. And had I not gone through that, had I not gone through that, I wouldn't be able to sit here and have these kind of conversations. I wouldn't be able to help the people, men and women and, and couples that my wife and I are helping. God knew the plans he had for me. God is everything or God is nothing. So the abuse that happened to me, God didn't do it. He didn't do it. Man did. But God allowed it because he knew the plans he had for me. He knew down the road that my biggest gift was going to be helping other people. So it's just funny how, how, how we go from the, from, the, from the mustard seed, such a small, tiny pinhead of a seed. And yet, I would say, in a relevant matter, that that mustard seed and that mustard bush, tree, they call it a tree, mustard tree, is every bit as big and strong as that oak tree is if it's given the right nutrients. Mustard seed is there, mustard plant is there for the smaller birds to feed on, the smaller birds to nest them. Right? Where the oak tree is there for the larger birds of prey. Larger birds of prey to, to, to work in. Or to sit in and then we're there. DNA that's in us that God planted in every one of us, the DNA of Christ. We're all children of God. We're there to enjoy everything He's given us. We're there to enjoy our life. That's not to say that we're not going to have hard times. We're going to have hard times. There's going to be stressful times. We're going to lose loved ones. God's not doing it to us. That's just life. God allows things happen to happen to teach us. Imagine if your life was perfect all the time. Imagine if you had the faith of that mountain, of that, of that, of that mustard seed. Imagine if that was just intrinsically in you. Well, nothing could break that faith. After a while, it'd be pretty boring, wouldn't it? I mean, half the joy I have in life is the ups and downs of everyday life. Because then when I get to go away, when I get to go fishing, when I get to go whatever, go to Hawaii, whatever I do, then I'm really grateful. 
then I'm really grateful. Because if I can't endure the daily rigors of life, look, at I haven't drank in 15 years. And that's a miracle. I, not only have I not drank, I've recovered. And I've really, really, there's a big difference, as you all know, that I, that I preach about between recovery and sobriety. And I've gone through some stuff. I don't drink. And, 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 I, and I tell the people I work with that sometimes get close to relapsing, what good's it going to do? Because the whole thing for me with the, with the alcohol, well, I just drink and the problem will go away. Well, oftentimes, well, it might have gone away for that night. And oftentimes the next day the problem got worse. So we have to, we have to nurture the seed that God put in us. Nobody else is going to do it for us. We have to take all the lessons we learned in life. You know, it used to be, why, 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 God? Why me, God? Why me? And then Genesis 50, 20 came along. When man met for harm, God met for good. He brought you to this place to save the lives of many men. Okay, there's my what? Don't ask why anymore. To me, why is kind of a useless question to some extent. <laughs> I, asked my, I talked to my therapist when I was going to her, you know, 15 years ago. And I'd ask her, why would God allow that? Why would this? And she would simply answer very calmly, Randy, it's none of your business. I said, wow, this is none of your business. And, and that's flat out the truth. It's flat out the truth. God is, God is, 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 there's something about him that we can't understand. He's so big we can't understand. But then again, he's as small as that mustard seed. So you have everything within you to become the people, the person that God wanted you to be. What is it? I, I don't know. Maybe for you, it's simply just being the best house mother and wife that, that you can be here on earth. Being that Proverbs 31 wife. Maybe for you, your husband, it's, it's, it's providing financially. It doesn't have to be a wealth of finances, but you're supporting your family, not only financially, okay? But you're also supporting your family spiritually and emotionally. That's, that's the most critical part. Man of God. Showing, you're practicing 1 Corinthians 13, 4, about what love is. Practicing that on a daily basis. I think sometimes we get ahead of ourselves and we have a lot of visions and dreams. And sometimes we talk to the wrong people and they can steer us wrong or they steer us over the top or they give us these grandiose dreams and hopes in our life and sometimes we just got to back down sometimes we just got to go away sometimes we just got to sit still a lot of things i don't understand that's going on in mine but i know that god called me into ministry do i doubt it sometimes absolutely i do i'm not going to lie i'm a human being but more often than not i have the faith that Today, something will happen. 
and I think sometimes we, when we think about faith and we want to, well, how, how can I have faith in God when, you know, he's not giving me what I need and to move forward with this foundation and blah, 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 blah. How do I know he's not giving me what I need to move forward with my foundation? That's my perception. So, the mustard seed. The faith of a mustard seed. If you doubt, you doubt. That's okay. Don't don't be a martyr. I'm doubting right now. Just talk to my wife. Talk to my pastor. I doubt my faith. There's a lot of things I I doubt. I doubt because of where I came from. There's a lot of things I doubt. But I, what I don't do is I've learned that if I hold on to it, it's, it's not no good. It just creates problems down the line. So I talk to my wife, or I talk to you know, one of my inner circle people, or I talk to my pastor. This is where I'm at. I saw, look, I'm not doing nothing. I'm not going nothing, nowhere, but this is just where I'm at. This is how I feel. I'm struggling. And the problem with that, or the issue with that, I would say problem, is that a lot of people don't know how to deal with that type of a, to deal with that type of a, a person because it's like, this is just where I'm at. I'm not going nowhere. I gotta just let you know this is what I'm dealing with. People want to always help you. People want to, people want to uh, assume that they have all the best answers for you. And the best way around that is just to sit there and, as you start to talk, you can just tell them, "Hey, I just need to vent right now. I just want to talk. I don't need no feedback." So I just pray for you. Sorry about the dog barking. It's I'm, like I said, I don't have a studio, so I'm doing it in my office room here. My dogs are my alarm, so. Um, but I just pray that that that, that seed of the must that, that that faith of a mustard seed can come out of you. And I think I did I, last week. I did a thing on our um, this week. This last episode. I'm sorry. Last episode, I did a thing on miracles, and you know. We need to we need to look for the little things in life. We need to look for the little mountains first. What's the mountains that's facing you right now in your life? Are you facing uh, the possibility of losing your job, losing your house? Go smaller than that. Are are, are you just you know? Are you are you facing the possibility that you know your son might be going off to college? What are you going to do? How am I going to get through this? You might even have a, a son or a daughter. It could be a son or daughter going off to college, and it could be a son or daughter maybe going off to the military. Look, at, we, my, my son went to the uh, University of New Mexico, and my wife and I drove him back there, and for 12 hours coming home, <laughs> that truck was dead silent. So it's, it's not an easy thing. There are little mountains like that. And we just have to have the faith that God's going to take care of our son. He took care of us. We have to have the faith that God's going to get your son in the right college or your daughter in the right college. Those are the little mountains. They, sometimes they don't seem so little. And build your faith a little bit at a time. Remember, it's a mustard seed. And it's tiny when it starts. So you got to start small. And as mustard seed grows and the mustard plant grows, it gets bigger. 
It's it's gaining confidence in itself that it can withstand the winds, that it can withstand a hummingbird sitting on its on its on its on its stem, or that it can withstand a finch and then a sparrow. It's in steps. I think too often people want to start at ground zero and jump to ten right away. And that's just not possible. My foundation would have took off in two thousand nine when I started it, it would have been a complete disaster. It's there. It's been there since 2009. But I have so much to learn about what I'm doing because what I'm working with is, is, is victims of sexual abuse, survivors of sexual abuse, and their families. Remember, nothing's impossible with God, even though it seems like it. Ask, and he shall receive, if it's his will. So when you're praying, simply say, God, your will be done, not mine, and accept it. It made a big difference when I started praying that. Big difference. So I want to thank you for joining me on this episode. I hope you got something out. I hope you get something out of all my episodes. My, 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 I don't do this for myself. I've learned a lot over the years. People really encourage me to do these things. So I hope wherever you're at, you know, whatever time of day it is that you might be watching this, that your day is, is filled with joy, love, and happiness, or your evening. I, um, if you want to find out more about my services, what I do, you can you can reach you can uh, check out my website, changeyourlifestorynow.com. Changeyourlifestorynow.com. It's my life coaching page and. If you're interested in doing some inner healing or coaching work with me, just fill out the contact form and get it to me, and I'll respond to you quickly. You can also uh, go to my my our, our foundation, the Courageous Healers Foundation, on CourageousHealers.org. You can check all that out, everything we do there. We're working on some workshops I've been working on for the last year, but I'm an in-person person especially what I do, uh, burned out on Zoom, so we're trying to get it so we can, we're working on it like that we're trying, we're working on getting it so we can do it in person, okay? You can also get my book, uh, Healing the Wounded Child Within. It's on Amazon, paperback, Audible, and Kindle. Uh, the Seven Day Challenge, which is a little a compatible workbook to that book, it's also available on Amazon, just in paperback only. Then my 30-day devotional to wholeness, it's also on Amazon and Kindle and in paperback. So if you want, check those out. They're great books. They're all good books. Healing the Wounded Child Within is for everybody, not just victims of, of abuse. They're for the victims. They're for family members. They're for friends. Everybody needs to read it. It'll give you a really clear understanding of what we go through as victims. It's not a dark book. It's not. A, it's a book of hope and healing. So I will talk to you or I will see you on the next episode of Healing Courageously. Thanks for joining me today. I greatly do appreciate it. Y'all be very, very blessed. And remember that if nobody tells you that they love you today, Randy does. This has been Healing Courageously with Randy Boyd. We will have a new episode every Monday. 
please like us on iTunes or Google Play. If you would like to know more about the services available from Randy, please visit him at changeyourlifestorynow.com. Thank you for spending time with us. We'll see you next week. And remember, if nobody tells you they love you today, Randy does. <laughs>